Hi, my name is Amanda. And I'm Audrey. Welcome to the Not So Model Minority Podcast. So we're doing this, huh? Yes. <laughs> so maybe before we start, we should... Tell you guys a bit about ourselves and why we wanted to start this podcast. Do you want to go ahead, Amanda? Okay, sure. Let me start. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Amanda. I grew up in Indonesia, came to London for university after high school, and I'm currently here studying politics, philosophy, and law. I'm Audrey, and like Amanda, I grew up in Indonesia. We actually met in middle school and found out... (laughs) quite a while later that we were neighbors. I also came to UK for school, but I came in high school. So this is my sixth year here and just started a new job in London. Yes, congratulations. So this is a personal project for both of us. So there's a couple of reasons why we wanted to start this project. One of them is because we feel that there's a lot of people around us really that are quite inspiring. When we were younger, we were often inspired by really famous people. But Mm -hmm. now as we grow up, we realize that there's a lot of people around us that are equally or even more inspiring. Definitely, yeah. We see our friends and colleagues around us and they, they do such amazing things. And you're like, wow, people around us, like our age, are so inspiring. We just love talking about them whenever we meet. So we thought that it would be awesome to invite them on the podcast and share the same stories with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Also, the second reason we wanted to create this podcast was to have a special and relatable podcast for people like us, Asians, who um, grew up back home but now live abroad and are navigating our way through adulting, Mm, basically. (laughs) Because we realized there's a lot of podcasts for people who grew up in Asia Mm, and stayed in Asia. That's true. And there's also a lot of podcasts or media for Asian Americans. Asian Americans, But there's not really one for people like us who are Mm -hmm. in between. And we, we often have the same questions like, what is it like living abroad right. and do I stay after university yeah, yeah, yeah. and what are the struggles that you face? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it'll be really nice to discuss these topics and get answers from a wide variety of mm-hmm. people. Yeah, yeah. So without further ado, let's just get into it then. <laughs> I think for our first topic, we wanted to do something fun, but mm-hmm. also a little bit controversial. Mm-hmm. Controversial yet brave. <laughs> so the topic for our first podcast is whether or not we are becoming whitewashed the longer we live abroad. Mm. It's definitely a very sensitive, not sensitive, but interesting topic to explore in terms of identity and sort of self-discovery. I think a good way to start that is to use our most reliable source, (laughs) Urban Dictionary. (laughs) Urban Dictionary, of course. To define what whitewash is. Um, Well, yeah. So just to start us off, uh, based on Urban Dictionary, um, whitewashed is a derogatory term used to describe a minority who has assimilated with Western society. The whitewashed person does not necessarily abandon his or her, her own culture, but rather embrace others besides his or her own. Some people take it as a compliment, while others take it as an insult. Now, Ooh, what do you I mean? really like that yeah, last part of the definition. Mm-hmm. 
is usually a negative com- connotation mm. where when it comes to talking about being whitewashed. Yeah. But it's interesting because we're talking about a lot of racism going on mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. with the attacks in America yeah. towards Asian Americans, but sometimes even within the Asian community there's segregation mm. on what is the good Asian and what is the bad Asian. Yeah, th- I think that's so that's so important. Like what does does the term whitewash necessitate that people who are more westernized are bad Asians, do you think? Yeah, I feel like there's a bit of that, right, mm. within our community. And honestly, I feel like I was guilty of this as well yeah, when no, I was I back that. home. Yeah. I'm like, oh, those international school kids, they don't know how to speak Bahasa properly. Yes. And just things like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that makes me realize what we're doing mm. is exactly what people from outside the Asian community are doing to us, yeah. like labeling our community to what an Asian should be like, right? That's such a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess What we wanted to discuss in this episode mm-hmm. is things that has changed yeah. throughout our time here and show that it's not necessarily always a bad thing and that sort of uh, creates this identity that we are now, you know, and how along the way we have questioned certain parts of it yeah. because of like Uh, attachment with our Asian values. Yeah, for sure. And like self-identity. Am I becoming less me if mm-hmm. I'm becoming less Asian? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is less Asian really? What was the most surprising thing that you found when you first came here? Oh, okay. That's a good question. <laughs> um, Just off the top of my head, I think one of the most surprising slash difficult things uh, that I found was navigating relationships in the sense Ooh. of like um, just finding people to connect with you know because mm. do you think that's hard because university is just less structured than school or is it being abroad itself mm, I think it's the more being abroad aspect because okay because when you're back home you sort of have a foundation upon which to build all your relationships mm. you know you're like oh yeah. at least you come from the similar background or yeah similar. like everyone's from the same type mm. of like I don't want to say families but upbringing? like yes yeah similar upbringing upbringing yeah just little tiny things about like what you talk about and like sense of humor yeah. and TV shows what you watch as a kid true true But yeah, this sort of, like, it takes time to find a sort of common ground when you come from such different backgrounds, you know, that was quite difficult, I think. And that sort of led me to sort of raise questions on, like, you know, how much I, how, how much I should be changing myself or how much I should be adapting towards the culture here, right? In, in a sense, you want to... It's 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 easy to to remain with what you're comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, you question yourself. Are you not yeah. pushing yourself enough? Are you being in your comfort zone mm-hmm. too much? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. after that, you know, what we find is that when we put ourselves more and more out there, our values in a way change, right? Like yeah, since we've been here, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that have changed within us, like Definitely. in terms of values and also other things. But yeah. let's start with the positives. What values do you think has changed? And among them, which ones do you like? Mm, okay. Um, well, I think first and foremost, the most um, clear one to us is sort of being more open to new cultures. And we talked about this too, right, Audrey? Um, yeah. We sort of talked about like growing up in this sort of 
small uh, Catholic <laughs> Catholic little bubble in Indonesia. Um, and that's not saying that Indo doesn't have a lot of cultures. It's it's definitely very vast and it's got so many different cultures, beliefs, and languages, dialects. But it's difficult to step out of a com of our comfort zone. Um, whereas when you come here to study, um, you're presented with all these different opportunities. What kind of exposure to to what kind of exposure have you specifically found to be you know enlightening or insightful mm, so i think one of the things that i really enjoy about being here mm -hmm. is that i can openly support my lgbt friends mm -hmm. one of the causes that i feel quite strongly about because yeah. a lot of my good friends are gay or lesbian um, and it's always saddening to see every time they go back home in mm -hmm. summer they have to go back in the closet whereas right. it's just really nice to see that they can fully express themselves here of course that's not to say that there are still some people who are against that but mm -hmm. i think it's just the general community are yes. quite open and supportive of being different definitely so aside from being open to more cultures um, are there any other sort of positive values that you you feel have uh, you have adopted through living here? Mm, yeah, I think for sure one of the things is the encouragement towards being more vulnerable and the mm. openness to talk about mental health. That's such a good point. Yeah, um, I think mental health and therapy just aren't really things back home or not yet there's a there's a growing field but not yet right mm, yeah for sure it's it's still very far to where the uk mm -hmm. is at mm -hmm. i think in indonesia sometimes when you talk about mental health or i don't know if it's just indonesia or asia in mm -hmm. general you could be labeled as an attention seeker yeah it's really sad and i in a way i used to like buy into that which I'm very ashamed to admit, but mm, really, yeah, like I feel like I, I I kind of bought into that like victim blaming, mm. slut shaming, that sort of thing because because you're surrounded by it and yeah. so you don't really know. Oh, I remember there was once in our school, a girl's nude photo mm. was spread around, yeah. and right now when I think about it, I'm like that's so horrible. That's but fucked up. at that point of time, I remember I was thinking like why why was she so stupid? Yeah. Why would she spread her own photos? Mm. Why would she let the guy take a photo of her? Right. And thinking back, I'm really ashamed that I yeah. thought that way. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, so if all of these things are such amazing, you know, values that you feel are 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 celebrated and supported, where does it come from, the worry that you're becoming whitewashed? Mm, that's a really good question. Mm. I think part of it is a balance between accepting cultures or bits of the cultures that I like while I'm abroad, right. but also maintaining my Asian identity. Mm, why do you feel like you need to maintain the Asian identity? Is it, is it for yourself or is it um, like fear of judgment from others mm. or what do you think? I want to be the very zen person and say it's for myself but, <laughs> <laughs> but to be completely honest to some extent I still do care about what my friends and family back home think about yeah, me yeah, yeah I feel that too like yeah. even though there aren't express acts or words mm. you kind of feel like you don't really fit in in a sense which yeah. is really sad and, and I think none of us like no one wants to be sort of othered from their own culture like you know you don't yeah. feel as 
um, as in tune with them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite interesting that after I came here, I mm-hmm. felt that my cultural identity became more important. Hmm, interesting. Tell yeah. us more about that. <laughs> So I think when I was in Indonesia, yeah, I was like, cool, I'm Chinese. But then when I came to the UK, people were asking me about, okay, so tell us more about Indonesia. Tell us more about Taiwan. What is it like to grow up there? Mm. And it just shocked me how little I knew about Mm -hmm. those cultures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that kind of linked to the feeling of guilt. Yeah, yeah, I see. Okay, I see what you mean. No, I feel that too. I definitely Mm. feel that too. Like, yeah, like for me, it was being surrounded in a lot of Western literature. Because, oh, interesting. Yeah, because my course focuses very heavily on writers that emerge like with all these Western liberal theories of like property and whatever, this and that, this <laughs> and that, right? Okay, not to bore you with anything. But like that sort of makes me wonder about how, how say for example, philosophy is in Asia. Yeah. You know? Ooh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think... I do agree that it has put me more in touch with my Asian roots. (laughs) Um, I recently received a book called History of Modern Indonesia. (laughs) And I learned so much from it that I didn't know before. I was reading it and it's like amazing things that I didn't know about like our colonial history and and just like what people went through. And, And yeah, I think it makes me more and more curious about about our history and not even just Indonesia but like Southeast Asia in general. Do you ever feel stressed when people ask you a question about Indonesia? Oh my <laughs> you God. are like a representative <laughs> answering that question. Yes, it stresses me out so much. Yeah, me even too. <laughs> it shouldn't be like that though, right? Yeah, I know. Not. It should be our experience. But then, mm-hmm. I always feel if I have a bad image, they're gonna think that all Indonesians are like this because they don't meet many Indonesians. And that leads to our podcast title yes i do agree with that yeah you have to always be on 100 because you have to in a way be a model minority who knows all about your culture and ambassador brand ambassador for indonesia Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah i mean sometimes it's quite difficult right because we on the one hand want to represent and share our culture with people but on the other hand we also want to fit in yes do you ever feel that it's difficult for you to fit in while maintaining your identity? Ooh, that's very difficult. Um, I think, in a sense, you always want to be seen as more than just an Asian mm, Yeah, person. for like, sure. Like, for example, I study law and I don't want to be seen... I want to be seen as more than just my race and not just, yeah. you know, what... You know, like face value. Ah, I see. Like you want to be a good lawyer, not a good lawyer despite being. Yes, like a good Asian lawyer. I don't want to be that. (laughs) Yeah. So it. I always feel like there's always something extra to prove. Another example that probably don't really affect us is about how people change or shorten their names when they come to university. Oh, that's true. So the reason why I say it doesn't affect us is because we have English names, so Mm -hmm. Audrey and Amanda, Mm -hmm. but some people who only have Chinese names, they tend to shorten it. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for people to remember your name. Yeah. Or even change it completely. Yeah, or like just make up an English name, right? Yeah, I've heard people who change it to like Melody or Matilda, and it has nothing to do with their Chinese name, Yeah, and like, I wonder if we are meant to do that, whether it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess in one way it makes it easier for people to remember you and it's a nice gesture. True. But also there's the question of should you just persevere with your identity? Yeah, because you're sort of molding a part, a significant part of your identity, like your name. You're molding that part of your identity to make it more comfortable for, um, you know, Westerners or people yeah. who can't pronounce your name. Yeah. So if you had a Chinese name one, oh. do you think you would expect people to learn your name or would you shorten it or even change it? Hmm. I wouldn't, sh- I wouldn't change it. I don't think I want to. I think Chinese names are not as difficult as other names. Is this okay, not- but I feel like that's exactly what we're trying to address, right? Mm. We're a bit double standard. Yeah, In yeah. the sense that we're like, okay, this is bad. People need to learn our Chinese names. Yeah. But we expect, say, Thai people mm. to change their long names to a short version. True, true. I don't know. But isn't there that statistic that says, like, people who have Western names are... X times more likely to be hired, like just by resume and stuff. Yeah, which is crazy. yeah, and I think another thing that I always wondered is accents. Ooh, what do you think about accents? Do you think people should like change it? If you live in a in the UK, are you meant to perfect your British accent? Do you think? Okay, first of all, I can never do that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I don't know because okay, part of me is, is like it's just in uni. It's not as critical but when it comes to work i always wonder does having an asian accent hinder me in my career yeah partially because maybe they don't think it sounds as nice or maybe they just don't understand it i don't think they're blatantly <laughs> racist being like oh you have an accent asian accent i'm not gonna hire yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah that's true yeah i think you mentioned here that when we were discussing this topic there was the issue of like what if you tip the balance of like giving up certain parts of yourself too Too far. much. Too yeah. Much. Okay, so Audrey, after we've talked about all these different experiences, what do you think this means for you in terms of your identity uh, as an Asian, but also as someone who's lived abroad. I think it means that adopting certain values that we like here isn't a trade-off to being a good Asian. Ooh, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important for us to recognize that the traditional cultures of what is a good Asian doesn't define who you are. Mm, That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not an either or, right? Yeah, for sure. There's like differences even among us and we shouldn't be discriminating and drawing lines between us just because we have different experiences. Exactly, exactly. I think um, rather than creating a collective identity by thinking of thinking of these things in terms of like what is Asian enough, it it doesn't create uh, uh, this sort of collective like um, community, but rather it creates boundaries within Asian communities. Yeah, for sure. I think in fact, if anything, if someone doesn't know a lot about our culture, Mm -hmm. we should be open about sharing what we know so that they can experience that part of themselves as well. Exactly. And not shame them and, and, you know, use that sort of insecurity, those insecurities. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm also quite curious about other people's experience yes. when they live abroad. Exactly. Do they ever feel like they're not Asian enough? Maybe and it's just us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe it's just us. <laughs> it's just us being an overthinkers. Yeah. 
we're really open to hearing about other people's experiences as well. Tell us if you agree, disagree. We're open to anything. We're open to discussion. But yeah, thank you everyone for indulging in our lockdown thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to tell us about your experiences living abroad, we'd love to hear it. I think going forward, we'd like to invite more of our friends. Yes. So if there's any types of things you want us to talk about or anyone you'd recommend us to bring on the podcast, do let us that know. That would be amazing. Please feel free to contact us on Instagram <laughs> at not so underscore model minority. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye. See you next time.